Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. It's my pleasure to welcome you if you have just joined us uh, since we began. It's been a wonderful service. The choir have been fantastic. Can we just give them another round of applause? And uh, it was great to hear all the different readings and the monologues and people remembering lines. And um, Cecilia, who uh, sang the solo, has been in the church for a while, but I didn't know she had such a voice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's been great. It's, uh, it's my job now, really, to try and pull together uh, this message of Christmas. And if you... Um, you may not go to church regularly, but as a regular churchgoer myself doing Christmas services year after year, you're trying to find a different way to say the same thing. And so that's the, the kind of job of me today. Uh, but this year I've been helped so much by the, the team that have kind of pulled this together and really helped us. The question on the lips of Mary, Joseph and the shepherds was this. Is this the promised Messiah? Is this the one? Is this the guy that we have been waiting for? That was the questions, uh, the question that the shepherds asked when they were visited by an angel. These were not any old shepherds. They were not ordinary shepherds, but they were the ones appointed to look after the flock from which the sacrifices were made. So they understood something of sacrifice, lambs being spotless. They understood that. It was the question that Mary was contemplating in those unusual set of events. Obviously, I'm not a teenage girl, but you can imagine as a teenage girl to be visited by an angel and told that you were going to have a child, you might become a little bit confused about that. How is that going to be? What's going to happen? What would that mean for me? Mary, though, was not any old Jewish girl. She was a young virgin betrothed to be married. Nobody's perfect, but Mary was as pure as you could get. She was as unblemished as you could get, humanly speaking. It was the question that Joseph asked himself as he considered what to do once he was visited and had a dream, had a vision. He wondered, what do I do about Mary? What do I do about this situation which left to itself was going to bring shame upon him? The new baby boy which he never conceived. Joseph wasn't any old Jewish guy either. He was a righteous man. He was a man of great integrity and a man of great compassion. Unexpected things happen in a world full of expectation. The truth for all of them is they were expecting something. It wasn't like they weren't expecting. The question, is he the promised Messiah, came from somewhere. They were expecting something. They had a long-held belief that a Messiah was coming. You see, life as a first century Jew was not easy. 
They lived under a powerful occupying force. They were longing for a Messiah who would come and deliver them from Roman tyranny, Roman oppression. That's what they were waiting for. He would save them. He would then be their king. He would rule them. The kingdom would be restored. That's what they were expecting. That's what they had been hoping for. That's what they were longing for and had been for many, many years, hundreds of years. Nestled in their scriptures, though, among the purposes, the prophecies, and the promises was a picture of deliverance very different to the one they expected. They had come to believe it was similar, but it was going to be different. And we heard these words read or or written up there. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Listen carefully, it says. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That was spoken hundreds of years before Jesus was conceived. In Isaiah 59, it says, A redeemer or Messiah will come to Zion and to those in Jacob or Israel who turn from their transgressions, their sins. And then in Isaiah chapter 9, it says this, For to us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. Those scriptures were there, nestled among all the other prophecies and all the other promises. So it was difficult for them the struggle to recognise who Jesus was. This was their struggle. Jesus was not meant to be a child born in a manger to a virgin. He was not meant to come to redeem from sin, but to redeem from oppression. He was meant to come as a king or a military ruler to deliver them. Not from these lowly beginnings would he save people from sin and would his kingdom come and keep on increasing not just for them but for the whole world it was so unexpected they almost missed it then for Mary and the others everything changed and yet at the same time nothing changed those encounters with God, angelic visitations, visions, changed everything and at the same time changed nothing. But there was the point. After her visitation by the mighty angel Gabriel and her willingness to believe his words, everything changed for Mary. Her practical situation was exactly the same. In, in some ways you could say it was worse than it had been before. She was an unmarried pregnant woman. She was vulnerable. She could have been divorced, rejected, even stoned to death. However, her response exuded simple faith and trust. Let it be to me, as you have said. That was Mary's response to the visit of the angel. Nothing's changed. Yet everything has changed. God has come to me. 
I'm caught up in his plans and his purposes and they are much bigger than mine. Rather than fear my future with all the difficulties and uncertainties, I'll embrace it with both hands because the Lord is with me. I see a much bigger picture. It's not just my life. It's not just about me. Joseph went through the same experience. The fear of shame and humiliation was replaced by a deep trust and faith in God. In many ways, that moment in history changed everything. And it changed nothing. Life went on for so many people, but everything had changed. Thank you, Andy. Creeping around the floor there. (laughs) The world would never be the same. God had come to earth as a baby, a lamb to be sacrificed. Joy peace and hope were now available. That's what the Christmas story tells us. What about us though? It was so long ago. Does it matter? Does it make a difference? Does it impact? You see, just like Mary, Joseph and the shepherds, so much of our life is about looking for a saviour. We're looking for a messiah. We're looking for a way out. We're looking for the answer. Even in the modern world, we will know this, even in 21st century Britain, life can be difficult. We wonder about better days. We can be set with our difficulties and our uncertainties. We can live with anxiety. Who will deliver us? Sometimes we can get caught up in, if you like, superficial messiahs. Maybe the government will deliver us. Maybe money will deliver me. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who will make the difference? Who will help? Jesus came, not so much to remove all the problems, but to be with us in the problems. And just as he was with Mary in the problems, and it changed everything, he is with us in the problems. Some of us are looking for a hero. Many of us, we're not just looking for a saviour to set us free, we're looking for a hero to inspire us. We long for purpose, significance. We want our lives to count for something. We want to make a difference. We want to have meaning. Do you know what? That's why we're often drawn to people who are successful. We're often drawn to people who have got somewhere. We believe that purpose is found in doing stuff successfully and excellently. Often we can't get the things that we want, so we look for a fresh start. When we've tried something, it hasn't worked out, we look to start again, a new beginning, a new life, a different attitude, a different outlook. Maybe we do our hair I do that every week, I do my hair. (laughs) Or whatever it is we do. Life can get on top of us and again we look for a saviour, we look for a way out, we look for a messiah. Is it a new job, is it a new relationship, is it a new thing that we're doing? Is it new comfort? Pleasure, treasure and leisure to help us find what we're looking for. 
Like those first century Jews, though, we live with expectation. It will change. It will get better. This is the answer. I want to be saved from something, and I want to be saved to something. Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds could have missed out when the true Messiah came into the world because he didn't come as they expected. He didn't come in the way that they believed he would. He didn't do or offer what they thought he would. He didn't bring for them physical freedom, material wealth and earthly treasures. But he offered something so much deeper. A relationship with God where joy, hope and peace were normal. Where satisfaction and purpose were normal. It was much much deeper than we could ever have imagined. Not only that, though, God catches us up into his purposes. Imagine being Mary and suddenly discovering you're going to carry the saviour of the world. You're being caught up in something so much bigger than yourself. Once she met God, her reality, no matter how bad it got, she could handle it. She could handle it. So it is with us. When Jesus comes to us, nothing about our practical or external lives may change. Nothing. But at the same time, everything changes. Our perspective, when we recognise God's great plan for the world and our small part in it, the peace, the joy and the hope that come despite the circumstances. Same job, same circumstances. I don't need to run away, I just need to look up. There's a difference. Part of that change is recognising the world is much bigger than ourselves. Mary and Joseph recognised it. It wasn't so much about them, but it was about something much bigger. Christmas becomes a time when we can remind ourselves of that truth. And for those of us who maybe don't consider ourselves to be Christian, to to at least be opened up to that meaning. Why do Christians believe what they believe? Why do they do what they do? As I said earlier, we're attracted to successful people because we believe they've attained the very thing that we want. Why else would someone like Taylor Swift have millions of followers on Twitter? Because really she's a girl in her mid-twenties. But she's got something that we think, she's attained something that we all want. The pleasure, the treasure and the leisure. So often though we discover and observe for ourselves that the pursuit and attainment of those things doesn't bring ultimately what we're looking for. The joy, the peace, the hope, the purpose. That's what we're really looking for. We're not really looking for the pleasure. We're looking for the purpose. We're looking for the hope that we think those things bring. These, the Bible tells us, are only found in Christ. And discovering that truth changes everything. Externals are not as important as we thought they were. It's so unexpected. Yet if we're honest with ourselves, it rings true. There's something true about that. It's what goes on the inside that counts. 
one of those verses that we heard earlier said this, I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people. For this day in the city of David there has been born for you a saviour who is Christ the Lord. The most unexpected promise was this, that God came as a baby, grew as a man and gave his life for us on the cross in order that we might have a relationship with God. He rose again in order that we might know him. For those of us who recognise him, it's why Christians are joyful. Now, Christians aren't joyful all the time, but it's why they would be joyful. It's why they're hopeful. It's why they're peaceful, and it's why they sing. It's why they gather, because of what Jesus has done. As we sing this final song Let's keep that in mind. And if there's been anything in the service that you uh, have questions about or thoughts about or comments on, please don't hesitate to come and talk to somebody uh, at the end. Let's stand together to sing joy to the world. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team or upcoming events, please visit our website which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.